Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the best time of the year. The NBA postseason beginning now in the play-in tournament. The winner stays alive. The loser is done. It's good to be young. Gorgeous pass. My teammates can get hot, and it's scary whenever they do. Nice feet inside. A beautiful Trey Young lob. A one-and-done type situation. We came out and took care of business. A dominant victory for the Atlanta Hawks. They move on to play Cleveland Friday. He's Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? We get a people. What they want? Two games last night in the play-in tournament. The 9-10 matchups. Two teams moved on. Two teams went home. We start where the action ended last night in New Orleans, where it was that man, fresh from Portland. Now with the Pelicans, C.J. McCollum had himself a night. 19 points in the third quarter. Playoff experience. Mm. See, the one thing about he and Dame, Mama's boys in Portland each year that people slept on, is that they made the playoffs each year. And one of those years, the Western Conference Finals. Yep. And when C.J. McCollum is healthy, it's a 25-point score. That's what he's going to be. He's been great for the Pelicans. Absolutely. And so now all of a sudden you balance that with Brandon Ingram and how they move Brandon Ingram around now. You notice you see him hanging on the rim a lot more and less isolation, down screen, curl, get him going to his left. He likes that shot. Made him more efficient. It's a good point. And so now he's able to close games. He's not as fatigued. And the one other thing I want to make sure I acknowledge is Valanchunas. Using his height, using his size. Yep. You know, taking up space, keeping balls alive, scoring the ball. And so, like, this team, when you see Zion doing a 360 in warm-ups and Garrett Temple buying everybody suits in order to play to do the play-in game, like, you start to feel good about your collection of individuals that you're going to play ball with. I'm glad you brought up that phrase, collection of individuals, because one thing I love about this Pelicans game I was watching, I was like, they had a great rookie class. You know, Herb Jones has been getting all the attention that he deserves for his defensive and offensive contributions. They also have Trey Murphy. And, you know, you know, I love Brooklyn's own Jose Alvarado. Now, Jose Alvarado, he, he got a lot of attention for stealing the ball and being sneaky, but he's contributing in on both sides of the floor for this Pelicans team. And the way that they're developing these players, the way they drafted these players, they traded for Murphy, they're doing a great job with the collection of individuals to add to Zion, who's not even playing. Did you say um, rookies developing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So early in the year, I sat here, and I told everybody, Ime Udoka and Willie Green – don't worry. It didn't look good early. Don't worry. I know when I said James Harden was going to end up in Philly, there's certain things that get said people think I'm bugging. I'm telling you. Willie Green know what he's doing. You just told me three rookies. Now, I saw 
the experience versus Pop, right? This is his first year. I mean, he's been with the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. He's been with Monty Williams. He's won a championship as a coach. He's been a player. And so now all of a sudden you go into that matchup with Pop, and they put the years up there and the experience versus the legend, and you now believe if it's close, Pop going to find a way to get this done. Wasn't close. It wasn't close. And I want to get the Pelicans a lot of credit for that. And what you just described, Jacoby, is a nice young team. Yes, it is. That's a nice young team. They got three All-Stars. Don't sleep. Not many of your favorite NBA teams currently have three All-Stars. They have that. C.J. McCollum is the person I'm talking about being number three that hasn't necessarily played in the game yet. He has not played in the game yet. Um is this Greg Popovich's last game coaching the Spurs? No, I don't believe so. Really? Um, and I hope it isn't. And just to watch how his career has um, progressed, um, not only a elite teacher and coach, leader of men, but also how they develop talent to go with David Robinson and Tim Duncan and how Tim Duncan was likely to – one of the most skilled big men you will ever see came in shooting that bang shot, blocking shots, playing D. And then they built out the roster. They turned Tony Parker into a bucket who was leading the league in points in the paint at one time. And Manu Ginobili, these guys Hall of Famers. And Manu Ginobili was a six-man, could have been a starter, left in. And just so you guys know, long-haired Manu was a problem. <laughs> I played against him. You know what I'm saying? Like, straight up. And he even let me know. Like, he wore number five and was a lefty because of me. I'm like, why are you giving me buckets then? All the buckets. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I, I really appreciate what he did and then turning the team over to Kawhi, and he became their best player. And so, like, the legend is cemented. But I don't think he's going to end it after this year. But we will see. We will now turn our attention to the first game between 9 and 10. Atlanta Hawks hosting the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Like the other game, this one was not close. Trey Young had a great second half after kind of sputtering out of the gate. But it was the Hawks who came away with an easy win. I'm going to remind people, the Hawks made the Eastern Conference Finals. Easy to forget. Last year. Easy to forget. And that guy right there. Let me tell you a statement as a basketball lifer, I've literally been saying my entire life that Tiny Archibald is the only person in the history of the NBA to lead the league in points and assists. You know how long that record's been standing? 49 years. Ever since I started playing basketball, I looked at every player like, is Isaiah going to do it? Mm-mm. Is Iverson going to do it? Like, this is like holy grail as it relates to like performance and Trey Young has been dazzling and so now all of a sudden Bogdanovich making shots and Clint Capella blocking shots and finishing down low and Hunter locking down on D and, and, and him being healthy is just is just a game changer for them and so going into the to the playoffs the Hawks seem confident yep. and rightfully so they play the Cavs. I could easily see the Hawks beating the Cavs and sending the Cavs home and then become the eight seed. Mm-hmm. I can see that happen, especially easily. if the Cavs are going to be shorthanded. And they're 3-1 and one versus the Cavs this season. I think the Hawks are going to end up as the eight seed facing the Miami Heat. But that is not locked in stone. Now we're going to discuss some series that are going to be upon us very shortly, and we're going to get you ready for them. The first one, we're going to start with the champions. The championship Milwaukee Bucks are playing mm-hmm. the struggling Chicago Bulls in the first round. Some might even say that the Bucks might have rested some star players the last game of the season in order to play the Bulls in the first round. And I would agree with them if they said that, and I would think it was a good strategy. Well, the champs got rewarded. 
You know, when you play with effort and tenacity and discipline the entire time, you look up at the schedule and all of a sudden you can do one thing and it falls in your favor and you have the defending champs getting a Bulls team that limped against, uh, limped into the playoffs, had one of the worst records in the second half uh, since All-Star break and struggled the entire year against good teams mm-hmm. in both conferences. Mm-hmm. Though DeMar DeRozan was dazzling and has been dazzling offensively, Obviously, Levine's dealt with some injuries. They dealt with some injury in their backcourt. So this worked out in Milwaukee's favor. But as we're talking about the East and matchups, you reminded me of something. What's that? Miami versus Atlanta? Yes. Mm, I can see yes. it rain. I can see it rain. Yes. Jeez. That'll be a good one. But now we're going to keep our attention on this one. The Bulls, <laughs> as you mentioned, just they, they really struggled against the good teams. Yep. You look at the numbers is they have a good record. However, they feasted against the bad teams and they basically lost all of their games Literally. to the best teams. It's it's really embarrassing when you look at it like that. And I do not see them winning two games in this season. And, and that's again why if you're the Bucks, you get lucky. Because remember Jalen Rose told y'all this. Philly about to be in a dog fight with the Raptors. See, the Bucks are going in this series at Cruising. worst Cruising. in five. At Cruising. worst, Cruising gentlemen sweep. They don't even have to travel work. far between Chicago. Driving back and forth, nothing. Giannis ain't got to get on the plane. Nothing. You know what I mean? This is all love. And so, so like, let's turn our attention to that other matchup okay, between cool. the Sixers and the Raptors. Why do you think that this Sixers team that has Joel Embiid, potential MVP, James Harden, Hall of Famer? Those two offensive threats are going to have trouble against Toronto. And I want to shout the marketing and media relations team of the Toronto Raptors because there are a lot of people that want things in life, Jacoby. Want your time, want your energy, want your money. And I want people to ride for me the way the Raptors ride for their players and their marketing materials to try to make sure that they get acknowledged like they did with Fred Van Vliet. And the Monopoly game, it was really smart and well done. Pascal Siakam, P-Skills, they gave me a, a, a toolkit. They got the hammer and got the glue. And I'm telling you that story as we watch our guy Joel Embiid dominate. And Scotty Barnes, the rookie, deserves to be in the conversation for Rookie of the Year. You know that they're going to be doing a lot of switching. That's what they do. Right? They got Fred Van Vliet and a bunch of people that are 6'8 that can guard anybody. And remember what I told you Pascal Siakam was. I told you he was the perfect forward in the East because the East only have a couple of guys that play the four or five position that really could get you 20 points in the game. Mm -hmm. Giannis, Bam, and Embiid. So let me ask you a question. It's a great NBA analyst. One of the strengths of the Raptors is they have OG Ananobi and Boucher mm-hmm. and Siakam and all yes. of these long bombs, long switchable, sort of quick but big players. Boston. However, they do not have that one big centerpiece in the middle that can guard Joel Embiid. Is that going to work for them or against them in the series? See, what you do is uh, swarm, like to kill a bee. Kill a bee's in a swarm? Absolutely. So, just, I mean, just like anything else, that's how they're going to make Embiid play in the crowd. That, that's what's going to happen. When he had a ball 15 to 18 feet away from the basket, it's going to be somebody on him. It's going to be somebody on the block. It's going to be somebody on the elbow. And let me say a name out loud that we haven't said. There's immense pressure on Mr. James Harden. Yes. There's no question who the most pressure is on in the NBA this offseason. In either conference. It's no Let's question. make sure we're on him, the same page. a big gap, and then everybody because else. Because... 
he now gets to piggyback the process. And during the process, has Philly made the Eastern Conference Finals? No. Okay. And last year, they were the number one seed, right? Well, they ain't the number one seed this year. And if they don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals this year, that ain't progress. People are going to be looking at James's performance. You got your way. You want it out of Nets, you dogged it, got your way. You want it out of Houston, you dogged it, you got your way. Now are you going to be the person that now have people looking at Doc Rivers and trying to figure his job? Are you going to cost your guy Daryl Morey his job? And here's the other thing I want you to know. You got to look at the owner. And we keep saying, oh, James Harden and Daryl Morey. But you know, he got to ask the owner, hey, in five years, can we pay James Harden $60 million? <laughs> Do you happen to have, do you happen to have a quarter billion dollars for <laughs> okay. James Harden somewhere? And that, that, that conversation doesn't go as well if you get bounced by Toronto in the first round. Mm-hmm. A team that's won it. And let me say something else out loud that people need to put some respect on the Raptors. The championship pedigree of Nick Nurse, Fred Van Vliet. They was balling. Pascal Siakam. We give Kawhi all of the credit. And he was the superstar of that team. But they was building that before he got there. And so this is going to be a series to watch in the Eastern Conference. We'll give you our official predictions on these series as we get closer to them starting. But I'm a little concerned, Mr. Rose. One of my favorite players in the NBA, Luka Doncic. I'm concerned he's not going to play in game one. And I'm concerned for the Mavericks. Who I, I really just want to see. I want to see Luka win one playoff series. Mm-hmm. You know Me what I too. mean? I want to see it happen. We'll talk Luka, about that much more right after this. Dime. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen and Jacoby is brought to you by Burger King. Get the $5 your way meal with a double Whopper Junior. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for watching Jalen and Jacoby on television. However, the experience does not stop there. Make sure you follow and subscribe to our podcast. Every single day, we have exclusive content on the podcast. And we say the stuff we can't say on TV. So make sure you listen to the podcast. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here in New York City and Pier 17. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, we have some more playoff matchups we want to get you ready for. This time, it is the 4-5. Between the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. Seems like last couple years we're talking about the Utah Jazz. Can they win the conference? Now we're looking at the Utah Jazz talking about are they going to trade Mitchell or Gobert? So a lot of what happens in the playoffs is when you face a team. Mm -hmm. And the Utah Jazz got lucky here. Because Luka. They found a landing spot that really puts them in position, in my opinion, not only to be favored but to advance. For one simple reason. I don't think Luka's going to play all seven games. For that reason alone, the Utah Jazz got a golden opportunity. A do-it-all kind of player, Luka, points, rebounds, assists, 
super-sized triple double. He does it all. Correct. Without him, I mean, Finney Smith is a really good player. He can knock down some shots. He'll still play defense mm-hmm. and give you toughness. My namesake, Jalen Brunson, continues to improve, finishing at the hoop and making his open shots. Step back, bang, bang, Seagull Street. But without Luka, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Jordan Clarkson, that's a golden opportunity for them to even make it a short series. Well, Luka's probably not going to play in game one. But if he comes back by game three, are they going to beat the Jazz? I just don't think him playing Five of the games is enough. Like, wow. this this is the playoff. And Luka's got some really memorable playoff moments. However, he has never won a playoff series in the NBA. And, and also, like, the Jazz presents something that the Mavs need. The anchor in the middle. The stifle tower. And so he now has an opportunity to, like, really fill up the stat sheet. I know he recently had, a, like, a 2020 game, but... He should be getting like, you know, high rebound, high block games, yep. and, and, and still not, you know, getting in foul trouble. I should love be a big Dwight series Powell. I love Dwight Powell, but I can I like see Rudy Gobert posing a problem for them. Well, how does Dwight Powell eat? You know what I'm saying? How does he eat? Luca pick and Luka roll, lobs. drop yep. it. Yep. Luca behind the back. Luca not gonna be there. I don't know. Hopefully, Luca gets better because I want to. Yes, see indeed. Advance in the playoffs. Other. Western Conference series that we know about locked in is the Warriors and the Nuggets. It looks like Steph Curry will be a go for this series. The the Nuggets and Jokic, you might as well substitute everything I said about Luka and say it about the Joker. With him being out there, they have a chance. But if the Warriors get Steph Curry back healthy... And that's going to go with how Klay Thompson has performed recently in particular. Like, the Warriors now have an opportunity to get their big three on the same page again. They've only played 11 total minutes together, the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green. The electric scoring of Jordan Poole. Also, the physicality up front of Kaminga. The Golden State Warriors, this is a really good opponent for them to not only advance, but put themselves in position to ease Steph back in as he's been out for so very long. The one quote-unquote weakness in the Warriors lineup when they're all healthy would be the five spot. Height. Kevin Looney and um, Kevon Looney. Uh, Jokic is going to pose a problem for them. Could Jokic have such a big series that the Nuggets win the series? Well, here's the problem he's truly going to pose. Like, Draymond is a lockdown defender. But ain't nobody locking down the Joker. No. So there's going to be a level of frustration that now Draymond's going to have to make sure he contains. And when Looney's on the floor, he allows Jokic to be a roamer on defense, a rebounder, somebody that can start the fast break um, because he's getting the defensive rebound. So I agree with you. He's going to be a dominant force in this series. But this is where you start to miss Jamal Murray. This is where you start to miss Michael Porter Jr. Absolutely. Moving on to the NFL. Baker Mayfield spoke out after the Browns acquired Deshaun Watson. He feels like he was disrespected, that he was misled, that he's been mistreated because they traded for Deshaun Watson. How do you feel about his comments? I got two words for Baker. And for anybody that wants to be a celebrity, a public figure, 
or just it now relates to each of us because we now have social media. Say less. Like at some point, Russell Westbrook with Frank Vogel says, what you said about Frank Vogel not knowing why, you know, he didn't vibe with you or whatever. James Harden, you are feeling pressure. You should be. Baker Mayfield, you didn't have a great season. Deshaun Watson's better quarterback than you. You're with a number one pick, and though you showed that you could be a starter, you ain't Deshaun Watson. And we all know it. Like, I've gotten traded before. I've played against some of the all-time greats. And sometimes, Jacoby, after the game, I was having my steak and my <laughs> my lobster. Good I pull you. a stat sheet out of my packet. Like, I just scored 30 on the best superstars in the game. You know what I mean? And so, say less. You ain't even got a home yet. No. You see what I mean? And so, don't deter somebody from also wanting to bring you in. Now, Seattle seems to be a spot that's been discussed somewhat. Now, you're filling some really big shoes. And Russell Wilson, stay tuned. You'll get a chance. I've always loved Baker's personality, and I really feel that that he had a torn labrum last Mm -hmm. season, and that's why he did not perform the way we wanted him to. And if he gets healthy, he can be a productive quarterback in the NFL. Jalen Rose, we have a lot more to discuss. Some very interesting occurrences in the Major League Baseball we're going to get to right after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Baseball. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, once again, we're going to acknowledge the fact that Brittany Griner is still being detained in Russia. Way too long sending prayers to her and her family. 60, 56 days. That's just entirely too long. Wishing her a speedy, safe return to the United States. Clayton Kershaw, Los Angeles Dodgers, had a perfect game through seven innings. He's thrown under 80 pitches in the game. A perfect game. It gets taken out. Mr. Rose, what, what what are we doing? Like, what are we even doing? What are we doing? I just appreciate that their skipper, Dave Roberts, made sure he let us know that I asked him what did he think. And he told me a number around, what, 84, 85? When we got close to that number, I took him out. He wasn't like, hey, he told me he wanted to stay and I took him out. But that's the analytics in my opinion, taking away the sanctity of the game. Only 23 perfect games in the history of the sport, in the history of the league. Let the man pitch two more innings, only six more outs. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss the NBA playoffs and much more ESPN2, 4 p.m. Thank you. You're far too kind. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners. And Jalen Rose, we have a perfect podcast-exclusive topic right here. We could never discuss this on the television program because the executives watch the television program. They don't listen to the pod. But you do, our podcast (laughs) listeners. J.R. Smith was on a pod, Uh and he acknowledged something that I was a little surprised. What? He said that while in the bubble, locked down during the pandemic. Locked up. The Disney World campus. There was some medicinal activities amongst the players. Oh, of course. They because they acknowledged that they weren't going to be testing for it in the bubble. So let me tell you something that the NBA did that was so very smooth. 
The transition from when the pandemic started to when the players got in the bubble, during that period of time, they lessened the restrictions of marijuana. Mm-hmm. So by the time you got to the bubble, you weren't being punished for it. It wasn't as stringent. And so absolutely... For their aches, for their pains, for their anxiety. It's a sprawling campus too. There's yeah, a lot of yeah. lot of nooks and crannies yeah. and, and little little spots and walks and yeah. trails and things you can go on. There's a lot of a lot of space out there in Orlando. Yeah, and, and they you know didn't didn't Drake send the Raptors some candles? You know what I mean? <laughs> Why would they do that? Yeah, exactly. Why would that be relevant, Mr. <laughs> right? Rose? You know, I'm just saying. Why would that be relevant? Take care of your squad. That's a, that's a squad. Got to take care of your team. Make sure they staying out of trouble. Well, I was so. Do you think J.R. Smith shouldn't have said that? It's obvious. Yeah, yeah. It's obvious. You, you like if if like the sports that were primarily featuring black athletes for so very long has certain taboo rules that you've heard me talk about that only reflect in those sports. For example, restrictions after high school. That's only in football and basketball. That ain't in tennis. That ain't in golf. That ain't in NASCAR. Ready for this one? Salary cap. Ain't no salary cap in soccer. They have one in hockey. Restrictions on how many years you can sign deals. Baseball, you can sign somebody a 10-year deal. Hockey, you can sign somebody a 10-year deal. NBA is like, you getting four-year deal. People are like, hey, that's too many years. <laughs> that's too many years. They're not even playing all 82 games. I think they did that because you got a seven-year deal once. <laughs> like, this is getting out of control. Exactly. <laughs> a seven-year deal? And, and, and so now, marijuana, the same thing. For so many years, you will see the headline. NFL, NBA player, fails drug tests, is in the program, gets in trouble for marijuana, and now there's in the NBA protocol. Like when other sports even like, I was watching the Masters to see Tiger, and I saw something that was very interesting. They were like, they don't even disclose why they punish a player. They were talking about Phil Mickelson. Like they don't even, like, mm. they don't even disclose it. Like, in these sports, it's highlighted. You see what I'm saying? It's headlined. So it's approached different. And so... You forgot what you were talking about. I love these moments in the pod. (laughs) Were you just like (laughs) mid-sentence? Yeah. Just mid-sentence. We're talking about J.R. Smith in the bubble. We can move on. And so if you J.R. Swish, absolutely. You stay obvious. Everybody was blowing that wanted to and... I'm pretty sure we're doing it Here's respectfully and responsibly. Where do you get blunts? Where do you get rolling papers if you're in the bubble? I it's have to be a mail system, so, right? So let me tell everybody a secret. Okay. There's so many people that think that because Jimmy and Bam play in Miami, that they can they can have more fun than Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson because they live in Utah. Like that's what people actually think. And I'm here to teach y'all something. You know what equals the playing field? 
millions of dollars. Yeah, Jalen Rose has had fun in every NBA city. <laughs> in everyone. Yeah, you, yeah, everyone. okay, in Miami, they get to go to the beach. Guess what? In Utah, the pool's indoor. Yeah, you know, it's, it'll be fine. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's the same. When you got this kind of bread, you're surrounded by bikinis, whether you're inside at the indoor pool or you're at the beach. You know, either, that, that, either that, that's, the, that's, that's the one of the more overrated things that I hear people say so many times. It's a great point. So, Jalen, there's something I really want to talk to you about. Very controversial, right? So, the, we had the Hawks and Hornets matchup, and there was a video going around online of LaMelo Ball taking a three at the end of the game when the Hornets were ahead, and the Hawks were upset about that. Something very similar happened in my rec league last week. So, we're winning by 20. Say that again? We're winning by 20, right? And this, you know, and I feel bad for the team. They were outmatched, right? It was just like, you know, they probably didn't have a player that would start for us, right? Not their fault. They were good guys, too. We're winning by 20. Good guys and a girl, I should say. They had a female as well. She was putting up shots. Scored on my man Ron with a hook shot. Winning by 20. Usually, in this scenario, in a rec league, in a gym, where the refs just want to go home and everybody just wants to move on with their lives, when it's a 20-point game, under the minute, the losing team just looks at the refs and is like, all right, we're good. And then you see you shake hands, you go and complain, you go to the bar, you either celebrate or commiserate, we all move on. That's what we do if we're losing by 20 at the last minute. The other team didn't do that. They wanted to play it out. Okay. We got the ball with like 15 seconds left. We're moving the ball around. We're not trying to score. We're moving the ball around. I get the ball at the top of the key. The ref starts counting down from five. Right? Four, three. In my head, I'm like, if I shoot now, by the time the ball touches another player, the game's going to be over. So whether I make it or I miss it, it's just like, it's over. This game is over. Right? I rise up to shoot with two seconds left. Other team gets mad. Dude fouls me. Kind of like gets under me. I land up on the ground. I fall down, Jalen Rose. He Jalen Rose you? Yes. Yeah, but he was mad though. Like he was mad. He like he really closed out really hard and kind of like pushed me over, kind of a thing. And and I was like, oh, maybe I should have done that. That's oh, the man, first that thing that went Zaza through my head. Pachulia. First thing that went through my head. I was like, oh, dude, I didn't realize that this is gonna be like a sensitive thing where people are gonna be mad at me. And then there's another player. This guy I was covering. He he called me out of my name. Some very disrespectful what did words he, call he used. You? I can't say them. What is it rhyme microphone. with? Mushy. Oh! So then I'm Whoa. taking my. I didn't realize, and I literally said this. I'm at the free throw line, and they're getting mad, calling names. I'm like, I literally said, I'm not talking about this, right? Because some of my teammates were talking to them about. It. I'm like, I'm not discussing this. I'll not take these free throws. I even put that out there. I was like, I don't need these free throws. Like, we can just move on with our lives. You know, I hit the first two free throws, missed the last, and then dude, who the guy who was the maddest, was like, talk about that in the podcast. Learn some sportsmanship. Literally, that's what he says to me, right? Some of the other teammates were kind of like not even tripping over it. They're like, whatever, dude. You know. So, Mr. Rose, yep. should I have taken the shot? Did I disrespect the other team by taking the shot? So, I'm really fortunate that sports has been like a heartbeat of my life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like a soundtrack. Like, hip-hop started in 73, basketball started in 73. Like, that's all I know. Like, all I know is those two cultures. And the one thing I want to make sure I say to any young athlete out there or any current professional athlete out there, the most overrated thing in sports is unwritten rules. Unwritten rules. rules. (laughs) Let me say that again for y'all. The most overrated thing in sports is unwritten rules. I am not here... When they're starting to keep score, 
to cater to your feelings. That ain't what this is. No. We competing. Yes. I don't care what it is. Cards, dice, basketball. What we competing, right? So if I'm playing spades and I got a chance to get 10, am I not gonna do it? Cause you gonna get mad? No. I'm trying to get 10 and I'm slapping the table. That's how competition works. I am not here to cater to your feelings. And so if you're beating, if I'm beating you by 20, why y'all quitting? That's what this sound like to me. I've been down 20 before. Well, you can just call the game. That's what everybody else does. That's what we always do if we're down 20. Let's just go home. There's 40 seconds left. But if you don't call the game, why y'all quitting? They it's, were trying to score in their possession. Of course they were. That's but my I'm not point. allowed to score in my possession. That's my point exactly. But, but also, there are certain unwritten rules that I will rock with. Like, I don't bridge players. Player safety. Anything that involves, like, the, the opponent's safety. Of course. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. When it's like, But, like, if if I make the shot or miss the shot, your lives don't change. I'm glad you made that distinction. We're clearly not talking about player safety. Safety. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about s- scoring. I'm talking about production. And I'm talking about until the game is over. So baseball is an untimed game, mm-hmm. right? So if it's 9-3 to three and Mookie Betts come up to bat in the ninth inning. What's he supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Not, not swing? What's he supposed to do? What are you supposed take, to do? Th- take three strikes and move on with his life? We up 9-3. Yeah. What's he you know what I'm saying? We get out of here. Yeah. I don't want to make them yeah. mad. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to make the Giants mad. So I'm just going to stand here with the bat on my shoulder and take three punch, three pitches down the middle? No. Like, that don't even make sense. That never made sense to me. And, and let me tell you what's even dumber than when I see this. When the losing team is holding the ball, what y'all holding the ball for? <laughs> <laughs> what, are y- what y'all letting the clock dribble out for? Like, y'all down 15. It's 13 seconds to go in a game. Why is you dribbling around in a circle? You want If you're coaching an NBA team, you want them to get a layup. Absolutely. It's still time on the clock. The game. See, when, when you, what ends up happening is being an athlete trains you a certain exercise that you should compete until the game is over. I agree. See, when you start to play the score, that's when you get hurt. That's when you create bad habits. Or you're down 30 in the second quarter. You yeah. quit then. Or, yeah. you ready for this? Or that's when a team come back and do something special and beat you. And it might not even happen that game. It might be another game when y'all up 20 and y'all don't handle it or manage it right. And then that team now comes back to beat you. That all creates bad habits. So let me put a button on this story, Mr. Rose. Shoot the ball. Let me put a button on this story. Did you make it? I made two of the three free throws. I mean, dude, foul me. I got pushed. It was in the middle of the air. Oh, oh in the middle of yeah, the shot. Yeah, So I got pushed in the middle. It wasn't like, oh, it wasn't extracurricular contact. That'd be a whole different conversation. Well, if he pushed you in the air while you were shooting, he lucky that didn't become a fight. No, it wasn't. It was. I won't, It wasn't like a disrespectful outside of basketball closeout. It was a closeout foul. It gotcha. wasn't like. It wasn't like he mushed me in the gotcha. chest with two gotcha. hands, like palm to my chest. Oh, he's a white guy. Yeah, he's a white guy. I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. You never know. You, know I just, you never know. I just, you never know. <laughs> but I will say this: the dude who was the most vocal about it came to apologize to me. Class individual. However. 
I got no draws on while he's apologizing to me. Ho, ho, ho. So I'm commando? So, yeah, no, I got, because there's, there's a brief eight seconds after right. a basketball game Correct. when, like, it's only the refs and, and us in there, and I, I've got, like, the, the shirt pulled down. Yeah, right. There's a very change, brief yeah. moment. I'm just too lazy to go to the bathroom right, yeah. to change, right? A very brief moment mm-hmm. where my butt cheeks are out, and this dude comes over and says, I know this is awkward because you got no draws on, but I just want to say sorry. In the back of my mind, I'm like, just wait 20 seconds, my guy. Well, maybe he was in a rush. 20 seconds? Maybe he has somewhere to go. No, he doesn't. Well, um, maybe. I, I accept the love, accept the apology. I, I said that. You know what I'm I saying? Don't, I don't, I'm, right? Uh, right, I'm just saying. But let, let's talk about you being naked. So, again, athlete culture. That's 100% commonplace after the game because everybody's taking a shower. So when you're playing rec ball, you people... You know, it depends on if it's winter time. People taking off their wet shirt, putting on their hoodies, putting on coat, mm-hmm. taking off their yeah. wet bottoms, taking off yeah, their wet that. underwear, taking off their tights, taking off their shorts, taking off their socks, changing. Sometimes it's a shower. Sometimes it ain't a shower. No shower. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're in New York City public school. There's no showers. You know what? I didn't shower that night when I got home either. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. So at what point the next morning did you finally next morning. shower? Next morning. What time? At 7.30 after the conference call. <laughs> so that's my story from Rec League. We got a big game tonight. and uh, Good luck. Look buddy. forward to that one. Good luck. And you know what? I'm going to apologize to absolutely nobody. I'm going to apologize. I'd like to apologize to absolutely nobody. Maybe I shouldn't have shot it, but you shouldn't have cared. Regardless, your life doesn't change if I make it or miss it or shoot it or hold it. Uh, all right, let me What's give, the difference? Let, let me give you a, let me give you a different exercise. If I sit there and hold the ball and dribble out the clock, what, how does that change your life? I'm, I'm going to give you a different. I gave you the professional sports example. Okay. Now I'm going to give you just like the lifestyle example, and ask you a couple of questions. How long did it take for you to get there? Poof, 40, 42 minutes on the train. Read my book. Finished my book. How long did y'all play? Food, you know, running clock, 40 minutes. Okay. And how long did it take to get home? Around the same time, 40 minutes? Yeah. Okay. So oh, the, the beers after. the Right. So that means I'm about to commit two hours to this. Mm-hmm. I'm shooting that ball. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I only take like five shots a game. I don't, I'm shooting I don't, that ball. But I, we have scorers on our team. I'm not a scorer. I get like legit five shots a game, and that was one of them. Can y'all still hold a um, Tommy Shepard roster spot for me? Of course. Thank of you. Of course. Thank you. If you anytime, you are welcome. And by the way, if you don't know who Tommy Shepard is, we should just end the show. <laughs> you know what? We shouldn't do this show anymore. We got any voicemails or anything? <laughs> we do have a voicemail. Okay. Call 985-80-Jalen. You're talking about the GM for the Wizards, right? No. <laughs> 985-80-Jalen. Like what you did there. And if you call 95-80-Jalen, you can leave a voicemail and we'll put you on the show just like this one. Jalen, Jacoby, Chris, uh, down here from Texas, an exclusive podcast listener. Shout out Reg. Uh, shout out both y'all. Uh, man, y'all been shouting out uh, Brittany Bryan in the last couple weeks, and it kind of got me thinking, like, why do women's basketball players make so much more overseas than they do here in the U.S.? Like, I can't even remember the last time the women's basketball team didn't win a gold medal in the Olympics. Uh, but just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, y'all keep getting them checked. Keep giving the people what they want. Y'all have a good one. Great caller. Big Chris, shout, Chris. Texas. So I think we did win the gold medal. Hold on a second. 
<laughs> I was like, wait a second. I think we do win the gold medal in women's basketball pretty much every Olympics, but that's not besides the point. He wants to know why they make more money overseas than they do here. So, Chris. Yeah, they won the gold medal. You're touching on a really sore subject. <clears throat> and I alluded to this earlier. The reason why those sports that were predominantly black was because we came to this country to entertain and for free labor. And so to continue to keep those generational shackles on us, it played itself out through sports. That's why those restrictions and the salary cap and those things that I talked about, the rules are just different. We're not viewed as a gentleman's sport where you be quiet. Be as loud as possible. And so we got to learn to have thick skin. For the WNBA, it's a league that's 75% comprised of black women. And it's always disappointed me the lack of, like, true, like, I'm not going to dismiss the money that they, you know, um, get as a league or the sponsors that they already have. But what I will say is, if they're the sister league to the NBA, like, they're, they're almost treated like second-class citizens. That's a good point. There's a couple things I want to say here. Number one, there's a lot of money in Russia, so they can entice their people to spend money to bring them over there, and that's why they make more money overseas. But the fact that they don't make more money here is a problem for me because if if the— Negotiators in the room would say, well, the WNBA brings in less money than other leagues, so they get paid on a scale. And I would say, wait a second, if the WNBA is, uh, as you say, sister league to the NBA, so it seems like the whole family should be chopping up the money. So, so you can't tell me that if someone's making $45 million in one league, and this is the sister league where you, the salary cap is a quarter million dollars, that there can't be some sort of middle ground there. There's got to be some sort of middle ground there if it's all in the same family. Especially if our hoodie's on the same shelves. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And what ends up happening, an athlete like Brittany Griner, Diana Taurasi talked a lot about this, them basically going overseas to make the kind of money in one season that it took them like five WNBA seasons mm-hmm. to make. I believe Diana Taurasi was making $100,000 in the WNBA and making a million dollars overseas. Yep. I guess I'm going to be overseas. Of course. And so that's really unfortunate. Like, hearing that, it, it really upsets me. It's so archaic. It reminds me of, like, if players were still flying commercial. Oh, wait, the WNBA players are flying commercial. Mm-hmm. Right? Still, oh no, you get fined if you do, if you fly in private. Got you it. get fined if you got fly it. in private. And, and just so you know, if you're doing the math, NBA teams stopped flying commercial in the '80s. It's 2022, and they still flying commercial. Oh, I'm I'm, a, I'm not gonna spill the secrets, but I'm gonna tell you something because we got to wrap. I was at Ruth Chris in New York City with my friend Mike and and these two. Just, just really chatty, friendly ladies were next to us. No flirting. We're just talking. And they were flight attendants that flew the NBA players 
and they told me some things that I'm not going to share <laughs> into this microphone. But it was a really interesting conversation, and I will not tell that one on wax. But we will be back tomorrow. Why is that Jalen Anthony Rose? We're not done. We're not done. Like the legend, Blastmaster KRS-One, once famously said into a microphone, we are not done. Got the